Thursday, January 13th. So I've been battling an illness, just to let all of you know. Um, I want to talk about loss of identity when you lose someone to death. What do you mean by that? Well, I've touched on this subject before. When you lose someone to death, your identity is tempor temporarily lost. I'm not saying completely lost, but with me, I've experienced death many times. I've lost many people. The majority of the people I've lost, they're up in heaven now. Um, it's hard for the people down here on earth to accept the fact that someone in your life is gone. How do you deal with it? Well, you have to be strong, number one, and you can't stop living. But for me, it took a long time. The first death that I lost was my father. I didn't want to believe he was gone. I denied his death for three years. I didn't believe he was gone. Even when we went to the funeral, I just saw a stranger laying there. Even when I physically, even before that, when the priest came to give him his last rites, I didn't see the man that I admired and looked up to. He was a stranger. He didn't even know where he was. He didn't recognize anybody. He was a shell of a man because cancer ravaged his whole body from his lungs to his liver and eventually spread to his brain, shrinking, eating away at it. It's like, and I don't, I don't blame him for dying. I don't blame the disease. I blame the doctors. Now I know what you're gonna say, but the doctors were there. Doctors didn't treat him. I didn't think they treated him well. The disease was far gone. It had, all, it had already spread. He only took two treatments of chemotherapy, two. That was it, he couldn't take it. He was telling people, release me from my pain, release me. I cannot live like this. That's exactly what he was saying. I cannot live like this. What kind of a quality of life can I have when my body is breaking down on me, when I don't even know who I am anymore? He wasn't the head anymore. It was like he stopped being a father. And you say to yourself, can you imagine what would that be like if you watched your own parent go through an illness, watch them slowly deteriorate in front of you, watch them. They didn't know who they were. He didn't know who we were. You know, a priest is given the last rites because this was the last time he'll be on this earth. So we said, okay, now we're gonna bless him He'll go on the safe journey into heaven. I did not want to lose my father at that age. When I lost him, I lost who I was. I didn't know who I was. I was nobody's daughter. Two years before that, he had said to me, you get yourself into any type of a life situation, I will be there to protect you. But it wasn't the case. I lost him. This is me talking. This is my real emotions to all of you out there because you think, well, she's so collected and calm. She talks about all this stuff and, and she has a handle and I'll be honest with you. I want you to see and hear the raw emotions in my voice and how I'm feeling at this moment. Because when you're battling an illness, the only thing you can think of is to survive, correct? I went through it. 
But the difference is I had someone back then to help me along. I don't have anybody now. I'm alone battling an illness that again, I'm not sure if I'm going to recover from it. But I don't want to think positive. I don't want to think negative. I want to think positive and say to all of you, there's hope. Prayer to God. You pray to God. Please spare my life, please. I've cheated death five times. This would be the sixth time. <coughs> Pardon me. See, I'm, I'm trying to be strong for all of you. I don't want you to see me fall apart. But again, falling apart is not a weakness. Again, show off your true emotions. Let people know. Let those raw emotions come out. Just because you have these emotions does not make you weak. You are not a weak person. You are not a weak person if you're showing these types of emotions. You're not weak. So say to yourself, what do I need to do to battle this illness? What do I need to do? Now again, if I had my mother here, she would have helped me get through it. She would have made me you know, take my medication, made me eat something, comfort me when I was in pain, because she did that when I went through my cancer 17 years ago. She helped me through it. And the thing that I want to make clear is this. Whatever you're going through in your lifetime, whether you're mourning the loss of someone or just trying to recover from after their loss. In other words, you're trying to get on with life because again, life does not stop when you lose someone. You have to continue on the cycle of life. If you, if you and I think this should be applied to anybody, whether it's a parent you lost, a sibling, your children, whoever was in your life that you're mourning at this moment, again, you lose your sense of identity, but it's only temporary. You're not, you're not a, you know, you're not a daughter, you're not a son to anybody. Or if you've lost children, you're not a mother or a father. In your mind's eye, you think, I'm gonna have these people, they're in my heart and they're watching with me in spirit. They're, they're with me in spirit, but they're not physically here. So this sets difference. When you're going through an illness, you want that person there with you to make you strong. There's nothing wrong with wanting someone to be with you, to make you get through whatever it is that you're going through in life. Because if you try to tell me, I can deal with this alone, you're not gonna be able to. You know what my biggest fear was? And I told this to my mother before she passed, years before I knew that she was not gonna be around. I had said to her, what would happen if you passed on and I lose my mind? Wouldn't be able to function in society. I would be crazy. I was so scared of that, of being locked up in a mental home with a straitjacket over me. After I said, I don't know if I can handle losing up another parent. She goes, you have to. In order for you to continue on with life, you have to go on. You can't stop. If you stop living, you're never gonna get ahead in life. You're gonna be stuck in one spot. I'm sure you're not the only one who's lost somebody. Now everybody reacts differently to death. Everybody reacts differently to grieving, losing someone they love. But just picture it in your mind, okay? You're gonna go through a period of grieving. There is no set schedule. People grieve for many years. Some people can't let go of their loved ones. 
But at some point you have to. You know why? If you stop living, you're gonna you're gonna be stuck in the same spot, and you're never gonna move ahead. The things that you want to do in life, the things you want to create, the things you want to be, it's gonna be put at a standstill on you because you're stopping from doing the things that you need to do to survive in this world. You have to do it. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yes, it's difficult to go on, and I've heard this from people.、Uh, if I lost you, I don't think I would be able to go on. But you have to. When you make a statement like that to me, what does that tell me? That you're giving up on your own life because of me? No, you have to go on. God does not want to hear that. That's like saying, if I lost you, I'm going to take myself out of this world. That is the greatest sin. That is the greatest sin, and you will not be forgiven if you do that. If you tell me I can't go on with my loved one, I can't seem to to function. You have to. My mother forced me to see that even before she got sick. She said, "You have to go on. You cannot stop living. What happens if you stop living? You're going to make yourself sick. Number one, that's number one, and number two." There's going to be no meaning. The things that you want to do in your lifetime that you had promised, and you also made a promise to God 17 years ago, that if He got you better and gave you that second chance at life, you're going to go on these missions. You're going to disappoint a lot of people if you break that promise. And I will never forgive you. She had said to me, "I don't want to have anything happen to you. I watched you go through your illness. Yeah, I was easily." Ready to give up? I couldn't take it anymore. You know what happened though? She forced me day and night to see life was worth living. She forced me. She made me see that if you don't, if you stop living altogether, everything that you want to accomplish in your lifetime, in your lifetime, will be for nothing. You're gonna hurt people around you if you do that. And then you're gonna get sick. That's the worst feeling in the world is to get sick. Because I'm not here, I will be with you in spirit. I said, Mom, it is not the same thing. You're not here physically. Look at me now. I'm going through an illness right now by myself. You have to be strong. I hear her voice in my head. She prays to God. She goes, Please make my daughter better. Please, I don't want her to go. It's not her time to come yet. It's not her time yet. She has things that she needs to do. She has happiness. She has someone in her life that's relying on her to get better. If you disappoint him, what did he say to you? And he said to me, "You can't go on living." But that wouldn't be fair. Now you're being selfish because you have a purpose in your life. What do I have? I haven't yet to discover what my purpose is in life. I know that. Okay, yes, I could preach to all of you out here and try to inspire to you. But you know, there are times when I think I'm just—I need help along the way. I'll admit to all of you, I do need help to to get this mission going because I can't do it by myself. I could try, but I'm scared. Once I try, I'll just give up. My mother said to me, "You have a purpose in life. We all have missions in life that we need to complete. But if you give up now, you're never going to find out what you could have accomplished, what you could have done to make a difference in someone's life, in your life, in other people's lives. Do you know the greatest thing you had said is to give back to humanity? But what would happen if you yourself decide I'm going to take myself out of this world, or I just can't bear the idea?" 
of fighting this illness or not fighting this illness, right? Because right now, I'm watching over you right now and I'm watching from up above. I don't like to see you in pain. And when the doctor tells you, oh, well, it's a matter of life or death, you have a choice right now. What do you need to do? You need to fight. You need to fight to stay on this earth because if you don't, that chance that you're asking from from God, he won't give it to you again. He gave you a second chance 17 years ago. You have a mission to complete and you need to be here to complete that mission. It's not gonna be completed without you. Remember that, remember that. And I said, mom, it is not easy for me to get well on my own. He says, force yourself to do it. Make yourself see you are needed in this world. You are wanted in this world. I understand that you're alone and I feel for you and I wish I could be down there to take care of you. See, my mother, when I was sick, even before my illness, she took very good care of me. She made sure that I ate. She made sure that if I was in any type of pain, she would alleviate the pain, she would relieve it somehow. She made me feel better. She gave me the will to be strong. But I am scared right now. I don't know what's come over me. I'm in pain. I will admit that to you. I'm in pain. I don't even know where this came from. Now I know everybody's going to say, well, it's, there's a virus still going around. I understand that. And I, ta- I stay away from people who are sick. You know, I can protect myself. I'm, you know, I'm fully vaccinated. And yes, I had my booster shot, but I'm still sick. I have, quote, a fever, <laughs> chills, nausea, pain all over. And especially in this type of weather, the cold weather makes it worse. And I mean, I, I cannot live in a cold climate because it's constant. And you think to yourself, I I wish I could be somewhere tropical and warm. That's where I want to be. Somewhere tropical and warm where I could feel better. You know, because the cold does a number on a person's body. It does. And it's just not, it's something that I would not want anybody to go, have to go through. Now, some people can take cold, extreme cold temperatures. I can't. And then part of my, one of my eyes is blurred. So that's not good either blurred vision. I mean, I could see, but I can't see very clearly. It's very clouded. Now, again, it's the cold weather. I get it. Because I know if the weather was warm, I wouldn't be having any of these aches and pains. The point is this. My mother had said to me, again, when you lose someone to death, you are going to grieve. You are going to mourn. That's part of life. We all have to accept death. A lot of people don't want to accept it, but it's a part of life. You can't escape from it. We're all going to go one day. Now, some of us, if we're lucky enough to make it to ripe old age, wonderful. If not, you do what you can to, to, to do the things you need to do now so you'll be remembered for things. You'll, you'll be eulogized and remembered in a way that she made a difference in someone's life or she made a difference in a bunch of people's lives she did good things for other people she was a caring compassionate person she did all of that but she lost her life now i could have easily lost my life back 17 years ago but my mother had said no she prayed to god she goes i don't want to lose my daughter my mother was alive at that time she didn't want to live without me she she clearly said i don't want to live without you i'm not going to live without you now she made that statement to me which hurt 
Can you imagine your own parents saying that about her child? I said, wait a minute, now you have two other daughters. You have grandchildren. If I go, I go. She goes, no, no, you are my youngest. Don't you understand? The day that you were born, was a ble- you, it was a blessed gift from God. You came to us in the form of a gift, a blessed gift from God. Do you honestly think that if I, if I let you go, do you think I'm going to survive in this world? No, I'm not. As I stopped her when she tried to, quote, starve herself, that she wanted to remove herself out of this world because she lost the love of her life, not knowing that that would hurt me. And she goes, now I'm doing what you did to me so many years ago. When you stopped me, I'm doing the same thing. It is not your time to go yet. You have to fight. If you do not fight and you give up, you have two choices. Either you go on the side of life or you go on the side of death. But if you choose to go on the side of death and you want to change your mind, you can't come back because you made that decision. Be careful of what choice what choice, what door you're going to go to, the door of life, the door of death. Because when you make one choice, you can't go back. You can't go back and change it. You can't go back and change it. You make that decision. You make the decision, I choose life, I don't choose death. I choose the light, not the darkness. I choose to live, not to die, because it's not my time yet. You've got that second chance from God. I don't ever want to hear you, and this is my mother, this is my mother scolding me now from up above. I never want to hear you say you're going to give up. Do not give up. You have a reason to be on this earth. And you also have someone in your life. How would that feel if you just gave up? What about him? You think he's going to go on without you? Didn't he tell you many times that if something happens to you, he wouldn't be able to go on? You hear that phrase. Have you ever heard that phrase? I've heard it now from a friend of mine on LinkedIn. She said, I can't go on without my loved one. I'm like, yes, you can. You have to. You can't stop living. Think of it this way. People die every day. Think about it. Millions of people die every day. Do you think the world's going to stop because of those millions of people that are going? No. Life will continue on even after you're gone. Life will continue on. If life were to stop, then how would civilization continue? It wouldn't. We would all be stuck. Think about that for a second. Even after the world ends, there is going to be a form of life somewhere, somehow. There'll be, and a lot of people think, what are you talking about? Well, think about this. If the world were to completely collapse, At some point down the line, it will be built up again. There will be people. There will be life again. It will not be the same as before, but it will be. Life does not stop when people go. Everybody goes at some point, okay? But you can't stop living. You have to continue on with the fight. You have to. You have to survive. Force yourself when you're sick. And I'm going to tell this to everybody because, again, I could not have gotten through my illness without my beautiful, angelic, late mother. I was ready to die. I was ready. I I said, I can't do this anymore. I can't do the chemotherapy. I cannot do the drugs. Everything was making me tired. My quality of life changed at the age of 35. And I said to myself, is it always going to be like this? Is it always going to be like this? You ask yourself that question. Because again, 
I could not imagine. And she said to me, I can't imagine my life without you. And if you give up, what's the point of me going on? Do you think I'm going to be happy without you? No, I'm not. I said, Mom, please stop talking like that. Well, then you know what? You need to fight. You need to fight. And she also convinced me, after I had gotten better, when she was sick, I said to her, just like you had said to me to fight, I want you to discuss, but you don't understand the difference between my illness and your illness. I cannot live with this type of pain. She couldn't. Her quality of life completely changed. She couldn't do anything for herself. She didn't want people helping her. She was the type of woman that was independent. She wanted to do it all on her own. But towards the end, I said, Mom, it's okay to ask for help. Are you ashamed? And she goes, no. But I don't want to live this way. Not with this constant pain. No. She knew she wasn't going to get better. And the hard part is watching someone die in front of me. Watching her go slowly. And she's looking up from up. She says, now you have a reason. You have a reason. You have a reason to live. Because now you have someone in your life. Don't give up on him. Make yourself better. Make yourself stronger. Do it. If you can't do it for yourself, do it for him. Do it for the both of you. Because I do not want to see or hear that you gave up and they're planning your funeral. Do you know how many people you're going to disappoint? Do you know how many people are going to mourn for you? I go, no one's going to mourn for me. The people that you said you wanted to help will. You think they're going to be angry with you? Yeah, they might be angry with you for giving up. But they're going to mourn your loss, just like anybody would. You made it so far, and now you need to be strong. Again, not just for yourself, but for the people that matter in your life. And that one particular person, you don't want to upset him. So I say to all of you, when you're going through this type of an illness, or again, if you lose someone, you cannot stop living. You need to go on. You have to. You have to go on. Life goes on after someone dies. That's, that's the key right there. Life goes on after someone dies. So I'm going to leave you with that. And I'm going to say God bless all of you. Stay strong. Be well. Take care.